0: Welcome to Fish, Talk, and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan, where we're going to cast and blast you right out of this world with some of the best hunting and fishing stories that you can't
1: even imagine. This is John Hennigan, and welcome to Fish, Hunt Talk Radio. We have uh, Frank Selby, our, uh, again, we're getting confused. He used to be the co-host, but I think he wants, uh, wants to be the host. But but, uh, we just uh, finished up the Long Beach show last weekend, and San Diego's coming up. But, man, that's an ordeal to get through that. But, uh, Frank, before we get into the show, I'd like to do a little plug for one of our sponsors called Lucky Tackle Box. And basically what it is for a very low price, you sign up. And every month, um, you get a package delivered to you with all kinds of fun stuff, uh, lures and different types of bait and different things that uh, um, you'll be able to experiment with and use. And as you know, uh, you might have your favorite lures, but uh, you don't know what it's going to be until you try another one. But uh, it's just like uh, every month, it's like Christmas. Open yeah. up, you get this package and it's full of this good stuff and you can go to LuckyTackleBox.com but we're going to be talking about some more of them in the future and maybe when we get organized here we'll start giving some stuff away including that but uh, we would appreciate if you'd go to um, go on the web and go to Lucky Tackle Box. and if you want to just get in touch with them and find out more about what it is you, we got a special deal arranged for your first one and If you mention uh, Fish Talk, uh, I believe they give you $10 off your first order. But anyway, we're going to get on with that and get back into the show. We're going to have Bart coming up. We're going to be talking about the San Diego Del Mar show. And we're starting to wrap up the season here with all of the um, consumer shows. But uh, boy, uh, there's a ton of them. And anything you want to do, anywhere you want to go, you just uh, spend the day. Now, San Diego, you might be able to get through it in one day. Long Beach, no possible way. Yeah. But uh, anyway, we're going to come back in a minute with Bart and with Frank, and we'll have plenty to talk about. You are listening to Fish on Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Go to fishtalkradio.com anytime. Check us out, and we're going to talk about some trips and things coming up.
0: back to fish talk and hunt radio with john hennigan
1: this is john hennigan we have frank selby and we have the man himself hey bart i spent last weekend at the long beach show wow what can i tell you uh i have to by the way you're looking good looks like you lost some weight but oh, I have, uh,
0: i'm
1: not sure though <laughs> I, 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 yeah were you done to a triple x yet
0: uh, no, I'm triple X for a long time. I just don't weigh myself, so
1: I never know. <laughs> anyway, um Saturday, I just I said, "No, man, I can't do this." Cuz I was there Friday afternoon, Saturday and Sunday for a while. And so I rented one of those electric uh scooters for yeah. th- for 3 hours and whoa, boy, did that make a difference. Got a chance to sit down and cruise around, and it worked out really well because people kind of stayed out of the way. But I did get a chance to talk to a lot of people. Matter of fact, the next one coming up is from High Seas Trading Company. We're going to talk about apparel. But uh, let's jump in and talk to, I guess, the finale for you, which is the Del Mar show coming up.
0: Uh, Yes, it's the last of our three shows, and it begins on... um March 22nd, which is a week from today on Thursday, and uh, ends on Sunday the 25th, and we're uh, looking forward to it.
1: Oh, I bet you are. I bet you're looking forward to it to be over, too, huh?
0: Well, not really. You know, you work hard. To, our job is that we plan these things, and yeah. then we have to execute them, and, you know, once they're gone, they're gone. Like yeah. that Long Beach show was... Probably the best Long Beach show in history, and yet it's completely gone. It'll never be here again.
1: So, well, not that one anyway. so
0: uh, well, how, not that one. How many, people,
1: how many people do you think attended that show? Do you have any idea?
0: Yeah, the, the last time we gave out attendance figures, John, was 1946. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't do that. You know, we use all available parking... And all of the shows that we do and and that's that's good enough when you can't park any more people, you can't get any more people in the building so yeah, well
1: that's what we do yeah mm-hmm. it's uh you know it's it, it actually it worked out pretty good, I found some spots that i could you know that I could get into, but uh uh the well, show.
0: our biggest complaint is that uh, I drove around for an hour, couldn't find a place to park, and went home, so oh no. Yeah, that's our biggest complaint. Because wow. we use the, all the parking at the convention center, and then we rent hotel parking, and then we use the Aquarium of the Pacific, and then we use the commercial pike lot. And once they're full, they're, we we run shuttles, but there's just nothing else. There's no place else.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it was, uh, it was a good one. And, it's the
0: best one I've seen yeah. in years.
1: Yeah, well, Frank, so you've been doing that for a while, haven't you? Yeah, Bart's been
4: taking care of me for a lot of years. We won't say how many. But well, you know, dad, I,
1: You know, I caught part, part of a couple of your seminars, uh, Frank. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah, I have a pretty good crowd.
1: Yeah. But uh, anyway, tell us a bit more about the Del Mar show uh, before we get too, too far into it, Bart.
0: Well, it's San Diego's only fishing show, it's, it's the oldest and largest on land boat show. And uh, it's uh, the outdoor recreation event of the year. Yeah, it and is. And acres of boats, hundreds of booths, over, over 200 seminars in the, in the four days, uh, lots of outdoor activities. Uh, we have the Mammoth Lakes Kids Fish Free Trout Pond. We have the uh, San Diego County Ford Dealers Paul Bunyan Lumberjack Shows. Yeah. The Great American Duck Races, the Ram Trucks Ultimate Air Dogs. <laughs> we have uh, the Casting in the City. Uh, fishing in the City, Casting for Kids. We have Fly Casting. This is a chance where Frank can actually go out there and teach you how to how to uh, cast. And and we have just uh, a, a lot of stuff. You know, the accurate saltwater tank. Nobody else has a saltwater tank other than us. We have the, the Daiwa Bass Tank. We have the Mammoth Lake Seminar Area. Uh, and we have the, the, the Mammoth Lake Snow Small Adventure 360 Virtual Reality that we had at Long Beach. Is also
1: in Delmar. Well, so instead, of C- instead of just going to instead of just going to Sea World, you know, go down there and, and get into that because there's there's a lot there. No matter what your interests are, because if if you want to book a fishing trip to uh, uh, South America, a hunting trip to Alaska, or uh, um, Africa, uh, whatever it is, there's there's a, a group of people that are there to help you out.
0: That's true and Turners will be uh, displaying guns down there for the first time. So oh. it's very nice of them to do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's it's just a it's just a fun thing. and You just walk around you can feel the energy.
0: <laughs>
4: yeah. I like the rock climbing.
1: The rock climbing? <laughs> I don't I remember that.
0: You know, the El Oh, rock climbing was on the patio right next to the deep blue side <clears throat>
1: Well, one of the things about the Del Mar show, Frank, is that uh, there's a racetrack there, and it's got thousands and thousands of uh, parking spots, doesn't it?
0: Well, you can't park on the racetrack, but well, because, no, but I mean the
1: parking okay, because
0: lot because it's a, fair, a fairground, They're equipped to handle lots of cars, so it's the one venue of, of our three, and one one of the, the only venue I've ever done a show in where the parking isn't the problem.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that makes it easy. So no matter where you are uh, in any part of the United States, um, you know, the weather, I think, is starting to spring is springing, and the weather's starting to look a little better. So come to Southern California and make sure you stop by the Del Mar Show.
0: Yeah, well, it's uh, it's a fun show. I think most of the exhibitors look at it as a vacation. Yeah. You know, they, they like to be right there on the ocean. You can see the ocean from the fairgrounds. And, As you step out the door, there it is, and train comes running by, and and the people really like it there. And the nice thing about it is it's the largest consumer show of any kind in the nation's fifth fifth largest economy. So it's a big show nationally, and yet it's smaller than Long Beach, so we have a chance to visit with our exhibitors uh, more personally. And we have a fundraising dinner on Friday night for uh, Coastal Conservation Association of California. And... Of course, if you join the CCA Cal, you get in free to the show down there. Plus, you get a goodie bag worth a couple hundred bucks, and Whoa. you get entered into several thousand dollars worth of raffles. Yeah, good deal.
1: Yeah, so, well, I went to one of those some years ago, and and uh, you know there was almost a prize for everybody.
0: You get some well, good stuff. Yeah, we we try to make that. And friends of Rollo has a prize for everybody. If mm-hmm. uh, you give if you give Ronald ten dollars to spin the wheel, you're going to win a prize worth at least ten dollars.
1: Yeah, yeah, a no, good it's, deal. It, it's a uh, it, it's, it, it's a great thing. Yeah.
4: Well, Bart, I hope it's as good, better. And the Long Beach show, I think it's going to be one of our best shows down there, too. It looks like more people are coming out and wanting to do the bow shooting and all the other activities. What I love about your shows, you have something for everybody. I don't care what age you are, what kind of sport you're in. There's always something there going on for them. Am I right or wrong?
0: You're, you're absolutely right, Frank. That was our business model that my father started in 1946. Well, <laughs> well if I'm you're sure that a family can, can come out and have, for the price of admission, be entertained all day,
1: right? Well, if you go
0: more, it's even uh, more uh, than uh, than Long Beach, because we have more grounds around outside. So we have seating for people outside to eat, sit, <laughs> watch the kids catch fish, and just have a real good time. It, it's it's a really relaxed and comfortable show yet. Big enough
4: to have everything in it you need.
1: More than you need. Well, just a a quick comment because we don't have a whole lot of time. If you're in an urban area, um, you know, there are kids that, you know, have never been to the forest. And, you know, take, take a kid with you, and, you know, you'd be surprised how it can open their eyes as to what's available out there. Or if you're a hardcore angler or a hunter, man, I mean, it's definitely got everything for you.
0: Yeah, we're, we're um, you know, you're not going to get rid of the devices that kids use. They're here to stay, but you have to have a balance in your life. And one of the reasons that we've put well over a million kids through our tripod. For free! Oh, that's so much we fun. We want to get we want to get them um, excited about outdoor activity. Oh
1: man, just and that, you know that's fun to just stop by there and watch these kids that are, you know, just barely old enough to you know to put their line in the water, and and then they get uh, a bite and the swiggly thing is all over and they get all excited and don't know what to do, and it's uh, okay. really really exciting. And you know what? You get to take your fish home with you.
0: You do, or you can release it, whatever yeah. you like.
1: Yeah. All right, well, uh, again, the dates, and they probably want to go to uh, Fred Hall. What, what's the website, fredhall.com? Yes,
0: yeah, fredhall.com, and okay. the dates are March 22nd to the 25th at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. Thursday and Friday, we open at noon and close at 8. Saturday, we open at 10 and close at 8. And Sunday, we open at 10 and close at 6.
1: Great, well, it's been a great working with you, uh, Bart, and we'll talk to you soon.
2: Let me tell you about a fantastic boutique hotel on Mag Bay called the Mangrove Inn, located on the estuary in Lopez Mateos. This unique hotel will connect you with nature. The whale watching is incredible. They have the best onshore and offshore fishing guides, and even bird watching guides, and the estuary fishing. You can even kayak fish the estuaries right from the hotel. The chef will even cook your catch. Check it out at MangroveInBaja.com or call 434-953-8598 to book your adventure. That's 434-953-8598.
6: The road stretches for miles in front of you. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2.
3: The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, Tuna, Wahoo, Marlin, Sailfish, Roosterfish, and Parco. The Van Wormer resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio
1: with John Henneken. This is John Hennigan and Frank Selby, and we have a new guest, uh, uh, Terrell Agnew. Is that correct? that 's correct, all right, and he 's with a co- company called High Seas Trading Company, which could be just about anything, I suppose, but I did stop by your booth when we were down at the long beach uh, uh, Fred Hall show, and I was very impressed with what you got there, which is quite a variety, so why don 't we just to let people understand um, wh- what is it you do and what kind of a variety do you have?
7: Okay. Well, high seas trading comes from the well. High seas. We. I grew up in Dana Point, and we had uh, the fishing, boating, and surfing down there. The ship on the uh, <clears throat> on our logo um, comes from a ship down there in the harbor. And basically, we started doing clothing in 1988. Started with uh, hand painted shirts, went into uh, shorts, and for well over two decades, our specialty has been for. Uh, Hawaiian shirts, more specifically novelty like fishing, boating, tropical ones, stuff sailing and uh, under the sea stuff. That's a lot of what you saw at the show. Uh, we also had a very large display of stuff we do for outerwear, uh, which is um, long sleeve shirts, uh, jackets and hoodies. We have water resistant. We have waterproof, windproof for all different conditions.
1: Wow. Yeah, you know, I waterproof. Don't, yeah, I didn't see all of that. uh, The waterproof is Go ahead, John No, Frank, go ahead
4: the waterproof shirts are excellent because a lot of times when we're out there, we get sopping wet, and that just runs off. And you don't have to worry. You can go on a heavy rain for about fifteen, twenty minutes, and the water just beads right off. Your pants get wet, but your shirt doesn't. <laughs>
7: Why don't you make a pair of pants that does the same thing? Well, we 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 don't do. We do mostly uh, the jackets and the shirts. But probably there's some gear out there that you can do like that. Uh, Most of our stuff we make is for warm weather, although we do have a lot of jackets, and we have a new one now that's uh, really lightweight. It is packable, so it rolls up into the size of about a baseball cap, but it's also waterproof and windproof, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's good for the cowl, you know, uh, to keep you dry.
1: Right. Well, you know, Frank and I are going to go on a trip up to Alaska in July, and the typical day you go out and it'll be pretty clear. And in July, it'll actually be pretty warm out of uh, uh, Ketchikan and in, in that Clover Pass. But uh, sometime during the day, a cloud will come over and dump on you, and then the sun comes out. And it sounds like what you what you've got would be perfect for that.
7: Well, yeah, I mean, this one's brand new. We've had different uh, kinds of sweatshirts in the past. We also have one that's been really popular over the last uh, I would say it's almost 20 years now, but it's its a sweatshirt, but it has a poly shell on it, so it's really lightweight and warm, but it also repels water. The new one's even lighter. It's packable, so it's basically like nylon and you can fold it and roll it up and it fits in uh, into the hood. And basically, that rolled up is about the size of the inside of a baseball cap. Yeah. So it's very lightweight. It's this kind of thing you need where you you go out to the like you said the weather's questionable you're at the beach and you don't want to carry a heavy, heavy jacket you can just throw it in a small bag and yeah. if it rains everybody else will be wearing uh, trash bags and you'll have a <laughs> sweet looking jacket on there there
1: you go <clears throat> well you know well you mentioned nylon uh, let's talk about diff- now first of all. Um, you apparently, what you do is all made in the United States, correct?
7: Yeah. Well, we um, manufacture, cut, sew, print, embroider, design everything here in uh, California.
1: Well, I mean, in this day and age, that's uh, that that doesn't happen. Nobody does that.
7: Well, it's less than 2% right now that do. We've been doing it all along and our main line is the uh, you know, is our line of uh, Hawaiian shirts and well, also the t-shirts and stuff, but um, that would be very hard to do with the quality we mm-hmm. we maintain anywhere else because mm-hmm. we see the shop you know, just a couple times a week and uh, we, there's, there's a lot of high-end stuff and a lot of specialty um, that's involved work that's involved in making those garments.
1: Well, you now, you know, when we're talking about it, uh, give us a tutorial on the different type of uh, clothing and a different material you, you use and for why. Now, if someone wants to go buy a shirt, for example, whether it's from you or for somebody else, depending on what they use, kind of describe the different types of materials in which each one is suits best.
7: Well, I mean, if if you're talking about uh, shirts, like Hawaiian shirts, or are you talking uh, about
1: well, what, what, whatever it is, the use is now. Hawaiian shirts are probably cotton, correct?
7: Yeah, well, they make them in different um, different materials. We use cotton only because a lot of our, um, you know, people are travelers, and it, it packs well. Um, it also breathes really well so, since a lot of people go into Mexico. A lot of people yeah. go to Hawaii or Florida where it's um, a lot of humidity. The cotton breathes well, and a lot of the ones, synthetics, they don't breathe unless they're vented, but... Um, yeah, and no, it was going to stick to you and it's really, really hot. So we like to use cotton for t shirts and we like to use it for the Hawaiian shirts. Now, on certain things like if you're guiding or you're in, uh, <clears throat> fishing in Florida or whatnot, a lot of these guys are in the water and they'll use like a, uh, um, uh, spandex and uh, uh, nylon or a UV protection you know uh, garment that uh, that's synthetic and that's a kind of <laughs> for a different use. But if they're in the sun all day, they need something to cover up with. Otherwise, right. they're going to get...
1: Well, you know something that may not be fair to ask you questions that you we're anticipating. But what's becoming popular with the Pongarinos and the Captains in Mexico um, is shirts that have a long sleeve. And it's not because of the cold it because it you know keeps the sun off your arms and and uh, um, so you just need something lightweight that you know that you can put on and and protect you from the sun even but you don't want to get hot
7: yeah i mean that's definitely something um that you see in florida a lot too mm-hmm. i mean there's skin cancer is an issue also getting burnt's an issue these guys aren't going out for you know half hour some of these guys are going out all day they yeah. have different uh levels of upv protection for some of the fabrics and um mm-hmm. that's quite a uh, bit of the reason why that's been popular in the fishing industry mm-hmm. uh, those type of shirts or rash guards that type of thing because they have you a lot of surfers use them too because they're out in the water and it gives them sun protection as well yeah
1: yeah. And we said clothing is uh, is part of your equipment. I mean, if you're going to go if you're going to go hunting, you know, you have basic things you 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 need, things you put on your feet and uh, the equipment you carry uh, and your clothing is so important.
7: Yeah, I would say definitely, Uh, and especially depending on what conditions you're in, Um, a lot of the people again, you know, California can vary. A lot of uh, we we've been surprised with as much outerwear as we sell in, you know, in the spring, whereas in, in most industries we don't. But the people that are buying them. Uh, would be, you know, they're on a boat at 4.45 in the morning going out at Point Loma, and it's still cold, and they, they want something, and, uh, you know, the long sleeves as well. We sell a lot of long sleeves for the same reason as, you know, as you were saying, um, people like to cover up their arms, and it's a little bit lighter weight. You know, for California, it's pretty, it works pretty well.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it sounds like you've got quite an array uh if probably want to go to your website, which is
7: um seas co. com.
1: hi oh okay oh you know what i didn't have the co in there.
7: Yeah, well, we have both domains, so so high,
1: high, <laughs> and we'll high speed, high other speed, one. high speed, or uh, uh, highseasfishing high trading. dot trading. com will work. Okay.
7: Yeah, both of them go there, and we have an array. Um, you know, like I said, a lot of the stuff that we make is actually for after fishing, or uh, it, which is you know the tropical wear. But we have a lot of right now more than anybody in the fishing collection. We have prints with uh, all different kinds of freshwater prints, lures. We have ones with sharks on them. We have big. Game fish. Yeah. Uh, we have like four or five different boating ones, which is cool. And then along a whole array of stuff. We also have our headwear there, uh, t-shirts, and yeah. some outerwear as
1: well. Well, my closet, I've got a row of uh, t- mostly uh, short sleeve shirts, and you know, you go through there, and pretty much all of them have fish on them, to some degree. <laughs> well, that's funny.
0: <laughs> well, it's
7: cool that you can have those. I mean, definitely right now, there's uh, there was was other companies making them in the prints but not too much anymore. And we've got some good artists that we work with out of Hawaii, and then another one uh, that was a you know marine biologist that was also a painter that we got some stuff out of. So it's okay. correct, um, but we definitely do that a lot. And you know we we've worked a lot. I, I met you at the Fred Hall show in in Long Beach, which I right. believe is the biggest. Oh yeah, in the world, uh, it, it's a, a a ton of different kind of people there, and right. we got to meet people from you know basically all over the world. But it's a Exciting to see all the the different uh,
1: well, booths. We've got uh, we got about a minute and a half. Uh, let's talk about pricing. Now, every almost not every show, but what I learned a long time ago is what you pay for something. Uh, if it doesn't do what you bought it for, you're throwing your money away. So, paying too little. Uh, could mean, you know, it is, is a mistake, but, you know, paying for high-end design and, you know, things that you're, um, you know, is is also, I believe, a mistake. But for your prices seem to be, you know, in the mid-range, right?
7: Yeah, they're in the middle range because um, we're mainly, um, you know, we we sell the stores, but a lot of it's directly to public, so we don't have to market it up as some of the stores. As far as I think about quality, I mean, this is pretty much my life's work, so we want to put out everything as high quality as possible. We also have done that show for twenty plus years, and I have to see the people the next year, so we want to make sure yeah. uh, that it's you know it holds up and well, that's what we built our you name on. You
2: start early,
1: I, you don't look old. Enough. To be doing this for 20 years, <laughs> 30 years. Whoa, my gosh! Started in yeah, year so six. huh?
7: <laughs> we started doing um, hand painted shirts and, okay. and stuff in, you know, uh, okay. 1988. So. Well, uh, make sure
1: you guys uh, log in, to try it out, and uh, mention my name, and Terrell will give you a half price, right, Terrell? <laughs>
7: We'll set up a link on there. But <laughs> there anyways, anybody wants to find us, you can find us on uh, Facebook at High Seas Trading, Instagram, High Seas Trading, or online at highseastrading.com Okay,
1: Terrell, we're out of here. We'll, we'll bring you back. You're listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio.
2: The fall and winter season is here and time for some fantastic fishing. The trout and bass are biting, a quick drive from the valleys below. We have some great boat rentals to choose from or bring your own. Visit LakeGregoryRecreation.com for information. LakeGregoryRecreation.com. That's LakeGregoryRecreation.com.
6: See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 2
3: The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, Tuna, Wahoo, Marlin, Sailfish, Roosterfish, and Parco. The Van Warmer resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA.
8: If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio and enjoy the great
5: outdoors.
0: Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan.
1: This is John Hennigan and Frank Selby, also a good friend of ours that we haven't had on for, gosh, way too long because it seems like you're always out uh, in a bass contest or something someplace. Uh, Always out fishing. (laughs) We've got got Mark Lesane from Bass Angler Magazine, and the website is... uh, BassAnglerMag.com BassAnglerMag.com and uh, gosh I think I met you at a hall show some many many years ago but you've done yep, you've probably done, like 20 it was, <laughs> God don't say that but uh, you've, you've done a great job and obviously you know the publisher of the magazine who's a professional bass angler that's got to be something right
9: You know, if we're going to publish a bass fishing magazine, I should know how to catch bass.
1: Well, it's, you know, in this day and age, it doesn't really matter, but uh, it's certainly nice (laughs) to know. But, uh, you know, you've got some great tips, and it's a great magazine. How do you get that magazine?
0: You know, you just
9: go to our uh, website, BassAnglerMag.com, go up, uh, you know, on the left-hand corner and sign up for a subscription, and uh, we'll send you a copy in just a couple weeks.
1: All right, perfect. Well, and, you know, in, a, in the, the magazine, it's, you know, you don't have to give up-to-the-minute uh, um, spots and how-tos because it's uh, universal. There's bass fishing all over the United States, and it's, you know, bass do pretty much the same thing wherever they are. So this time of sure. the year is uh, spawning season, right?
0: It's Well,
9: we're getting there. You know, yeah. in, some, in some areas it's still wintertime. Uh, in some areas it's uh, just about summer. Yeah. So some of the, you know, if you're looking at tech, low, lower Texas, Florida, you know, Louisiana, those fish are spawning or some of them are actually done. You know, you get up in the northwest and they're not they're not started yet. Um, you know, here in California, Arizona, they're just getting going.
1: Well, give us an idea. Let's, three, let's talk stages, Let's talk for a, a minute just about spawning. Now, you know, you don't want to take a bass that's laying eggs. Of course, you always put them back. But does that interrupt their spawn is is when, they're, when you're after them or when they bite when they're spawning?
9: Well, they they will bite. Um You know, it's a a controversial subject. They say if you catch one and put it right back, you know, everything will be fine. But, you know, but I I think, I believe it does kind of, you know, stresses them out. You imagine if uh, somebody ripped you out of your bed in the middle of the night and then threw you back in there, you'd probably be a little shook up. Yeah. (laughs) So <laughs> yeah, it
1: happens to me all the time.
9: <laughs> yeah. So, but but you know, I mean, they go in there. The female lays the eggs, and then the male fertilizes it. and The female takes off, and then the male stays there and guards the nest. And oh. you know what? They do stay there, and then they you do you can antagonize those fish into biting. Um, mm-hmm. So, and you know, sometimes it's pretty fun to do that if you just catch them and put them right back. Usually, no no harm will come to the fish or the or the eggs.
1: Yeah, well, you don't take them to the weigh-in station and then take and then just put them back in the lake. You just catch them and put them right back in where you found them.
4: Yeah, they'll run right back to the nest in less than a minute. Yeah. I've released a lot of them. And when I take kids out, they'll hook them and we release them. You can see them shoot right back to the nest.
1: Well, the feeding for bass. Now, you know, some fish, well, like the seminoids, Um well, the especially the you know the the, the salmon's the different species um they stop eating go upstream and they kind of use up uh, their stored energy they spawn and they die but uh what about the feeding habits uh, pre and post spawn for bass
9: you know that's a, that's a good question. Well, pre spawn, you know, these fish need a lot of protein, so a lot of times they're eating they're eating crawfish when they can find them. You know, and bass are also opportunistic feeders. So if a shad swims by or a bluegill that'll fit in his mouth, they'll they'll eat it. So you know, pre spawn, they uh, they feed up pretty heavy. So usually, when you know when you catch a pre-spawn fish because they're super fat. Mm-hmm. Um, then during the third spawn they don't eat too much, so they get they get pretty thin, both the male and the female. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, it takes them a, you know, a couple of weeks, you know, to probably get acclimated again to where they're really starting starting to eat. Mm-hmm. I think they get uh, pretty stressed out, you know, while the the whole spawning ritual. And then after a couple of weeks, and they start biting again, and then the you know then the bite really picks up. Mm-hmm. Fortunately for us, they don't all spawn at one time because if they all spawn at one time and then they're all done, then, you know, it'd pretty much be a desert out there for, yeah, for, for a you know, of weeks. quite a little yeah. while. Well, but fortunately, they don't all spawn at the same time. So you can usually catch them, you know, around this time of year. You can usually catch some fish um, using some of the pre-spawn, some of the ones that are spawning and then uh, some of the ones that are done.
1: Well, you know I'm, I'm, I'm not uh, a bass angler. I'm, you certainly have caught bass and enjoy it. They fight hard, uh, But you know, to me, it's like you, you, you throw a hundred times for one fish. And, uh, or a thousand a thousand. Yeah, I was going to say a thousand, but you're probably better than that, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, um, now, Frank is an avid fly angler. And I think we've talked about this sometime in the past, about the possibility and ability of catching bass on a fly rod.
4: Oh, I sure. do it every show.
1: I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh Frank, do you want to comment sure. on in that first?
4: Yeah, yeah. uh, every show we have the bass tank at the Fred Hall shows, and I always have at least 20 fish. Barring this last one, we usually will get 15 to 20 takes on the bass pond when we're teaching about how to catch bass. And what he said, crawdads is my favorite pattern to use for largemouth bass and smallmouth bass. And I catch bass
1: year round. Well, Mark, I, you know, I think you're more of a traditional bass angler. But what do you think about using a fly rod?
9: Um, well, I'm a traditional guy and I'm a tournament guy, so we don't use fly rods in tournaments. Um, am I against it? No, I, you know, I think it'd be great fun. I've actually uh, taken some people out in the Delta with they've used fly rods. You know, they use little poppers and uh, you know, some little crawfish baits, a little uh, uh, shad style baits that go, you know, maybe sink a little bit under the water. Um, and then, you know, during the early time of the year, we use a, a, a bait called a floating fly. I think Spro makes it. There's a couple other companies that, that make it. And it's like a little eighth ounce to a, ounce to a sixteenth ounce uh, jig head with a, you know, with a fly tied on the back. And we throw that mostly for spots and smallmouth. Uh, but that has a tendency to work really well early in the year. So almost like fly fishing, um, you know, just not with fly rod. We use a spinning rod.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, you know, you can. My idea is work is uh, use what works.
9: Exactly. That's yeah. you know, the whole. The, it's fun to catch fish. You know, I mean, there's diehard fly guys, and you know, and those guys are just they're happy to do that. You know, and there's guys that you know like conventional. Some guys like spinning gear. Some guys like bait casters, and. You know, really, it's all about having a good time, catching fish, enjoying yourself, enjoying the outdoors.
1: Yeah, generally speaking, bass
9: don't really eat
1: on top of the water, though, do they?
9: Oh yeah, they do eat on top of the water a lot, especially post spawn
1: fish. Oh, okay. You mean, they actually come up. Not, I'm not. You know, I'm I'm talking about one or two feet below. But you're saying they come all the way up on top.
9: Oh yeah, they blow up on top. We catch them on top water all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have hundreds of top water lures. Mm-hmm. So we throw like little poppers and walking baits, and uh, you know, whopper plopper with a prop on the back, and um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of different top water baits. I mean, that's probably the most fun way to catch them because they come up and explode on your bait. And, you know, even if you don't catch them, you can see how big it was. It's usually the big ones. Sometimes they'll miss it, and you know, then you get all excited and kind of like getting two sevens in, on the slot machine and waiting for the third one to come up, you know? <laughs>
4: <laughs> I agree with that
9: 110%. <laughs> Are you there? Uh, the whole, you know, the whole allure about bass fishing is that, uh, you know, that... They're such a hardy fish. I mean, you can catch them. Um, you know, you catch them, pull them out, take a picture, and let them go, and they survive really well. So you can do that. I mean, over and over and over again. Which you know, which makes it fun, and uh, it's just like a whole puzzle trying to figure out how to catch them. Every you know, every day is different.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one of the great things about this show is we are all over the country, I'm actually, mostly all over the world, and you know, except for Alaska. I uh, can't think of any state that doesn't have bass.
9: No, we got bass in every state except for Alaska. And yeah. I think it just gets too cold there and they won't survive. <laughs> yeah. Um.
1: Well, what's pri- the that, that again? Let's talk about temperature. Now, trout, uh, I think they like water 50 degrees below if they, you know, ideally, right? And sure. bass, uh, you know, they they seem to be doing just fine in 70 to 80 degree water
9: right bass yeah bass so light so good when it's below 50 that it makes it tough to catch them mm-hmm. you know you get in the you know 60 degree range is when they start spawning and you know they get when easy when they get done it's you know 65 68 degrees um, you know they and they probably 70 degrees is the optimum temperature but they can live in you know 80 or even 90 degree water mm-hmm.
1: well that's why you can find them everywhere and, uh you do yeah uh, they really
9: course, versatile, really hardy fish um you
1: course, know. course course in the south you know you've got uh, uh i mean everybody does that, so you've got uh you go you got a pickup truck either you got a you got your boat behind it or you're on your way to get the boat <laughs>
9: exactly <laughs> you know I remember the first time I drove back east and it like it seemed like every other every other driveway had a bass boat in it. I was yeah. like, wow, this is mm-hmm. really cool. You know, well, yeah, California that's another thing too. A story. You know, bass,
1: the bass boats. Uh, to me cuz I I don't know fished some years ago in a pro am, well, I was definitely the amateur. And you get in this boat with this, you know, huge engine on it and you get in and it goes all the way across the lake. Uh, it was a clear lake actually. And uh, to get there, and he, you know, the pro, you know, makes maybe a couple dozen casts and goes, yeah. So he we turn around and went wow back to where we started from. <laughs> and I think he had more fun driving that boat than he did
9: fishing. <laughs> oh, for sure. You know, it is it is kind of like uh, you know racing a racetrack. You yeah. know, from one from one spot to the other. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I have a tendency to try to not run all the way across the lake, you know, and, and try to find you yeah. know, places where you can catch them closer together.
1: Yeah, but you got to see how fast that sucker will go. But, uh, of course. <laughs> yeah. that's, all you know, right. That's part of the anyway, uh, Mark, we're wrapping it up. That was some great tips that we had today about bass fishing, and everybody goes bass fishing once in a while. Uh, so com, right?
9: Yes, sir. Bassanglermag.com. Right. Go to the left-hand corner, sign up. We'll
1: yeah, the, 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 right the, publi- the public—the sure is actually a tournament bass angler, and he's apparently been doing all right this year. Anyway, thank you, Mark. We appreciate that. And you are listening to Fish Hunt Talk Radio. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio with John Hennigan.
1: This is John Hennigan and Frank Selby. And we're having so much fun. What a great show we're having, right, Frank? Yes, and, uh, <laughs>
9: compared to last week.
1: <laughs> oh, well, let's not talk about last week. We, we tried to do something that didn't work so well. But yeah, we're a little a bit fall. more organized today. At least we have a clue who's coming up next. And uh, we only got a couple minutes, but Mark has agreed to hang around for just a couple of minutes. And uh, before to you know to kind of finish things out a little bit, but uh, Frank, I've been talking a lot. Why don't you talk to Mark for a little bit about? Uh, the bat, well, hey, Mark, do you ever do anything besides bass fishing?
9: Sure. You know, I've uh, I've been down to Cabo, and you know, I fish for fish for tuna and wahoo and. All of those, you know, we go out in the ocean, fish for halibut, uh, you know, sometimes sometimes for tuna, for salmon. Um, you know, I fish a lot for bass, but, yeah. you know, fish for well, the you, other you, fishes. Well, you also, kind
1: of f- you also fish the delta for amount, too, don't you?
9: I do. F- I fish the delta a lot for yeah. largemouth bass. Once yeah, in a while, good. we, you know, run into some stripers and steelhead and salmon, you know, uh, at certain times of the year.
1: Okay, Frank, I said I was going to let you go with it, and then I kept talking.
9: That's okay. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So uh, you fish
4: with who up on the Delta?
9: Uh, you know, most of, most of the tournaments I fish, I'm fishing solo. Uh, you know, kind of a, a lone wolf, you might say. Uh, and then I'll yeah. draw you know draw an amateur partner and fish with them for the tournament. Um, and I, I you know I also guide a little bit up there, so I take people out you know quite often.
1: Well, i tell you, striped bass in the delta is so much fun, and uh, I don't usually throw those back.
9: Yeah, a lot of people like to eat those. They make good good fish tacos.
1: Yeah, they're just good white. Anyway, go ahead.
4: If you take just one fish, it is not going to hurt the striper population at all. What I can't stand is somebody take their full limit every day, and then half of it goes out in the garden. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it's no good. But I don't blame anybody to take two or three fish.
1: Well, you go out, you know, you bring it home, and you know, they're they're good fare, and they're a lot of fun to catch.
9: They are. You know, you talked about top water. You know, there's times of the year when uh, the stripers hit top water like crazy, and you throw big giant plugs for them. You know six or eight inch plugs and you know you get those 20 or 25 pounders come up and blow up on top of the water and I mean there's nothing like that it's so fun okay yeah I uh,
4: there by the old uh, Cal Palace. We I was supposed to be going to the show, okay, and they we were got,
1: boiling. We, we got we got less than two minutes, but go ahead. We got we're okay. Oh,
4: we uh, going to the Cal Palace. We stopped <laughs> every morning caught uh, the I call them firecrackers about eighteen twenty inches right there off the highway headed to Cal Palace. You go. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, I've never done it, and you don't really think about it, but apparently the San Francisco Bay has got uh, quite a few fish in it. But you drive over the bridges, I never see any boats down there fishing.
9: There's a, You know, there's a lot of stripers around Alcatraz, and, you know, even outside the gate, inside the gate, uh, there's a lot of stripers there. You know, you throw hair razors and, you know, rattle traps for them. And, uh, you can, you can, uh, uh, drifts like anchovies, live anchovies, you pick hmm. those up in the Berkeley Marina. Oh, really? Um, you know, all that stuff is a lot of fun.
1: Oh, and that's, yeah. uh, you, so you're using, using live bait for a bass?
9: Use live bait and also, you know, uh, uh, artificial lures for them mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. But live bait is really, it's real fun to, to hook up a little live antelope and let it drift around and, you know, throw it down there. Because you, you don't know what you're going to get, whether you're yep, a big snook, or right. a shark or, yeah. um, you know, a big striper or halibut.
1: Okay. All right. Maybe well, I think we are pretty much out of it now. Mark, it's been so much fun to have you on again, and I don't know why it's been so long. But, uh, it's again, BassAnglerMag.com. And the publisher is a professional bass angler. So, what does that tell you? We appreciate that, Mark, and talk to you soon. Frank, thanks, thanks John, for hanging I in there.
9: Your,
1: yeah. And uh, remember, go to luckytacklebox.com, and uh, we'll find out more about that.